Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of four, a business owner, an entrepreneur, and a wife of 12 years to my husband, who is terminally ill. And this is my podcast, When Shit Gets Real. It's a candid discussion about when dynamics change and life gets real messy. So here we are. Here we are. To the podcast, It Gets Real. And my co-host today is one of my very best friends in the whole wide world, Kelly. Hello. So, and we've known each other how many years? Wow. 25? Yeah. 20 something. Yes. Lots of years. Lots of years. Um, so the way that I like to kind of start things is I want you to say how you know Tyler. Tell us about Tyler. What is, what is your, how would you describe Tyler to people? Oh, geez. Um, so well, I, how I do describe him is that um, I'll say he's brilliant, you know, he's um He's got a master's degree in mechanical engineering. He's hilarious. He's been in like, I don't remember how many weddings. Everybody loves Tyler, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's always just been one of those people that perseveres, you know? Mm-hmm. Puzzles. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you and I have been obviously through a lot ages and stages and um and i remember valentine's day you went up to see stephanie in milwaukee Mm -hmm. and do like a singles thing and somehow tyler's name came up and you were on match at the same time and the next day because you guys were like whatever happened to tyler clark yeah and the next day you went home and checked your match and you had a message from tyler yeah oh i just got chills i know (laughs) it was cuckoo um, so, and then you guys started dating, you know, um, I remember when you got engaged and, um, and your ring was absolutely beautiful. We were up at Devil's Lake, you know, and you showed me. Oh, oh my yeah. God, I love that. Um, and then, yeah, the wedding was absolutely amazing. And he gave that, was it a necklace he gave to Caleb? Yeah. With the engraving, um, it was just such a super special day, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And then fast forward, well, you guys had already found out about his tumor, and it was that following Friday he went in for his first surgery, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, I remember he came out. Of surgery, asking for a couch to eat his Jello yep. with. <laughs> I'm like, how do you organize it up there? Why is couch next to spoon? <laughs> you know, like, what's going on? <laughs> and um, yeah, and uh, I think it was probably. Well, can I tell the story about when you first took him back to GE and him yeah. being around his like to reacclimate him to corporate life and. And the way I remember it, at least, was a bunch of people were standing in like a circle, sort of, and somebody told a joke, and everyone laughed except for Tyler. And he mm. was like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And you guys were on your way back home, and he was really bothered by it, because one of his things is his sense of humor. You know? Right. 
And so he went back in to have him tested. And it turned out that it wasn't that he didn't have a sense of humor. But whatever they did in surgery kind of severed whatever thing it is that we're like socialized to laugh at someone mm-hmm. when they're not funny. Right. So everyone else was laughing. Dude wasn't funny. Tyler's like, I don't get it. <laughs> you know? like, I don't. <laughs> He's thinking there's something wrong with him. Right. Clearly that wasn't the case. But, um, yeah, and it just, his, his personality changed a lot. I don't know if you remember, we went to the Great Dane one night and we were getting ready to leave and there was nothing wrong. Like nothing happened, mm-hmm. but Tyler just got pissed and like punched a light. Yeah. And we yeah, were like, which is what? So, so not him. Not him. He is like docile. Not that. Do- that's the wrong word, but like chill. Yeah. And we were all just like, what the hell is going yeah. on? Yeah. Forgot about that. Um, and then also like he would get very frustrated because he couldn't remember everything or he couldn't find words. But I think it was that next morning the newspaper came and there were, an- what are they? Anagrams? No, oh. the ones where, is that what they are? I think so. Anagrams, the ones where the letters are all mixed up. Um, and he got all of them except for one. And he kept coming around to all of us. He's like, what is this? And we're like, we don't know. How, we don't know. How are you going to know? <laughs> you know? And he sat there at the table for like two hours until he figured it out. Hmm. That's Tyler. Right. Yeah. I love hearing this stuff because those are little things I forget. Yeah. So I love hearing people's perspectives on mm-hmm. like what's stuck in your mind, mm-hmm. memories and stuff. Yeah. Well, and then the one you always bring up, it's kind of fun to tell little stories about him he loves fires <laughs> oh yeah the giant well yeah so i think it was probably what 3 a.m and the fire wasn't big enough i mean it was already like texas but we needed like the entire united states on fire right. <laughs> yeah, so, like, he just kept putting the wood on and Couldn't... it was like midsummer. yeah it was hot, it was hot. But he wanted to use up the wood in the truck. Yeah. That was his I think thing. it was because it was the last night, right? I think so. And one of my favorite pictures ever, <laughs> it was a thunderstorm. You know, we're mm-hmm. at this Dave concert, tailgating, whatever. Or we were at the campground. Mm-hmm. So we were on, um, and we had the screened in, screen tent thing. Um, <laughs> Tyler has a raincoat on with his hood <laughs> and like a polka dot umbrella. <laughs> And underneath the screen intent. <laughs> it's one of my favorite photos. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, so you have a daughter, Sierra, who's now mm-hmm. 23. Three. Yep. So her and Caleb, my grew oldest, up together, basically. grew up together. And I just, I, I just always have loved her love for Tyler. Yeah. And she has always thought he's so funny. And oh my God. She thinks he's hilarious. She wants, she always said, I want a husband like Tyler. I want, I want a husband like Tyler. He's hilarious and yeah. Yeah, he is pretty funny. So having said that, so I haven't recorded in a while. So I haven't recorded since before the holidays. And so, um, you know, Tyler and I hit a real rough patch for a while there, like a good month or so. So I think... I had recorded shortly after Thanksgiving and he'd been in the hospital and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. 
all in all, the holidays were pretty good. Um, but yeah, Tyler and I, and I, I just remember feeling like this must be what it's like in a healthy, like, and I don't mean, I mean, when both partners are healthy relationship, when you're t- starting to decide you want to divorce that person, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's just, I can't say anything right to him. He can't say anything right to me. The frustration levels are just at an all time high. And I don't know if I think kind of the pinnacle of that, well, I was going to tell you the car story mm-hmm. and just kind of get your reaction to this. Um, so, you know, we, we don't need two cars anymore. So we were going to sell our 2006 Honda Pilot, right. keep the van. Um, and then I was somewhere with a friend of mine, and she was talking about how she was going to be turning in her leased car to get another lease. And I got to thinking, I'm like, well, why don't I turn in both vehicles? And now that we don't live an hour away from family, it could make sense to lease a vehicle because our other van, the van's 10 years old. Sure. I don't want to deal with maintenance. I don't want to think about it. I can't. And, you know, like, let's just go in and see what the numbers would be. But I knew I had to do all this before I could bring it to Tyler because to try and explain to him my thought process, you know, like, it's just too complicated at this point. But this is the stuff Tyler would have done before, you know, and I remember us going and getting a car and him going in with his laptop with a spreadsheet that he had put together to show the salesperson. Yeah. You know, and so he would just, that was him. That's just how his mind worked, you know, and it was always too. It's like, oh my God, well now this is going to be a three month process because he has to look into everything. Very thorough. Right. Very diligent, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, my friend and I went to the dealership and, you know, I like, here's what we've got. And he comes back with these numbers I drive this super sweet car and I'm like, yeah, this is, I could handle this. I could handle this payment. And then in the meantime, I was also talking with my brother-in-law. No, that's not true. I had gone, not at that point. My friend and I had gone in and I'm like, well, now I'm going to have to pose it to Tyler. And so I came home and I sat him down and I kind of went over things. And right off the bat, he was like, I think getting a new car is actually a good idea. Um, but I think maybe we should sell them ourselves, you know, and he's, cause he's like, what are they giving you for trade in? Right. And I tell him and he's like, which actually I was really happy with cause these are some old ass cars. And so he's like, no, we need to, we need to sell these ourselves. And I'm like, well, are you going to do that? You know? And he's like, well, no, I can't do that. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> and I don't have time to do that. I'm like, we can literally mm-hmm. walk in today, dump these cars off and come out with a brand new vehicle, you know? But I was very surprised how on board he was, you know, and he's, he said, he's like, I'm really proud of you for looking into this on your own. And that wasn't like a condescending no, thing, right, right, you know, right. but he's, and he's like, I'm, I'm glad that you came to me with it. But he's like, ultimately, this is your decision. These are things you're going to have to figure out on your own, mm-hmm. you know, but he's like, I, I'm glad that you came to me about it. And so I, I came away really happy with that. Like it felt good. All right. Like, okay, we're going to go do this. Mm-hmm. So then I had been telling, you know, my sister Natalie and her husband Brent about it. And Brent had said, I want to just kind of check the numbers for you. You know, he had just got done negotiating a lease and said, yes, that's fine. Because 
even yeah. though, you know, I told you last night, I'm one of the most assertive people, but this is not in my wheelhouse. Like, right. <laughs> if you want to check this out, fine. So mm-hmm. Brent did that. And again, this is all unbeknownst to Tyler. Like, all this stuff is being done. And Brent came back. He's like, nope, they're giving you a great deal and this and that. So let's do it. And I said, do you want to go over to the dealership tonight? I had been working in Madison. I was driving home. And he's like, yeah, I can meet you over there. So the dealership closes at 8. I was going to be back to Beloit like at 7.30. So the dealer that we're buying from, I call him a kid. He's a young kid. He's like 30. <laughs> and nice kid. But we have a lot of connections. Like I worked with his mom forever back in the day at the Y. He's a neighbor of mine. Him and his wife and little girl go walking past us. He, and I... His daughter goes to the same daycare that Alex goes to. So, like, there's a lot of yeah. connections there. And I also know that he's, his wife is pregnant, so they have a baby at home. And I, I know the dealership closes at 8, so I want to get in and get out. And, you know, I don't want to keep him. Right. So, but I was telling Brent, I'm like, I'm going to call Tyler because I feel like he should be there. I don't want to just show up. He hasn't even seen the car, you know. And so I want him to be a part of the process. And Brent said, yes, but we probably want to get him out of there before we start talking numbers. Because yeah. it's going to confuse him. He's going to want to get involved. And that's exactly what happened, you know. So he comes to the dealership. Him and I go for a a ride. And, you know, he's loving it. But, of course, he's like, I'm, I'm worried about the money. I'm worried about the kids keeping it clean and blah, 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 blah. Typical concerns. Right. Fine. Whatever. So we come back to the dealership and we sit down. And now we start talking numbers. And Brent's there. So it's Brent, Tyler, and myself. And the dealer across the, you know, desk from us or whatever. And he starts talking numbers and Tyler starts kind of interjecting like, wait, what, uh, what, what is this? You know, and I'm just like, oh, my God, here we go. Okay. You know, and the dealer was very patient with Tyler. Like he knew the back, he knew what was Mm -hmm. going on and he's still trying to ask questions and like, well, why would you do this? And why? And I'm just kind of looking at him. I'm like, this has all been figured out. Can we talk about this later? And, you know, he's looking at me and he's like, what, I can't ask questions, you know, and keep in mind, I'm looking at this young kid. He's very attractive, has his whole life ahead of him. And here I come in with Tyler walking with a cane. At this point, he's got this big grizzly beard. Only half of his face works. So he can only talk out half of his Mm -hmm. face. He doesn't make sense. He can't understand what's being said to him. You know, and I'm feeling embarrassed. I'm feeling terrible. You know, this is supposed to be a somewhat exciting thing to mm-hmm. go get a new car. Absolutely. Yes, it's stressful, but fuck, I'm getting a brand new car. Like, this is awesome, you know. And I'm feeling horrible for Tyler because here he's got two people on either side of him that have done all this work, which this was normally his job to go do. Yeah. And... He just, you know, he keeps looking at it and I'm getting more like, I'm just, it's time's ticking. I would, I just want the dealer to be able to go home. And so, you know, again, he's like, am I supposed to ask? And I'm just like, Tyler, can we just, we'll just talk about when we get home. Okay. Like Brent's gone over all the numbers. I've gone over the, like, we've got it figured out. And the dealer's like, you know what? I'm going to go start doing the credit check. You know, so I'm. What time is it by now? It's like 7.55. Okay. So clearly the deal is not happening tonight, which is fine. You know, I'm like, but it gets the ball rolling, you know. And so he's like, I'm going to go get the credit going, you know. And 
So he walks away. So there's nobody in the dealership because it's closing. So it's quiet, you know, and Tyler looks at me and he's like, I'm not supposed to ask questions. And I'm like, yes, you can ask questions, just not now. And he goes, fuck you. Now, if everybody could just see Kayla, Kelly rapidly batted her eyes at me. <laughs> and why is that? Because that's not Tyler. No, not at all. At all. No. Right. And so, I mean, I can count on one hand and not even use the whole hand how many times he has said that to me in our 15 years of being together. Me on the other hand, I might need to borrow some people's <laughs> hands and feet. Have some like, digits. yeah, it's not that is just not him. And so I'm just I'm just sitting there, and he keeps trying to talk to, me. and I'm like, do not do not talk to me. No, don't talk to me. And he stands up and he goes, Jesus fucking Christ, enjoy your vehicle, and storms outside. And at this point, like, another dealer's come around. I don't know who's hearing what, but I'm I'm mortified. I'm embarrassed. I'm mortified. Any excitement about this has just been sucked mm-hmm. out, you know? Um, Plus, your husband just told you to right, fuck off, basically. Right. So you're a little angry. Oh, I'm angry, too. <laughs> right. But that's kind of where it comes. It plays into... This is sick Tyler telling me to fuck off, you know, but yeah, I'm pissed and I'm embarrassed and it just, it, the dynamic, now if that was Tyler and I healthy, first of all, it wouldn't have happened. Right. And second of all, I might've clacked you upside your head, <laughs> you know? So it's just, it's all so different. And so Brent and I are just sitting there Brent's just looking like, what the fuck, you know? And he's like, should I go talk to him? And I'm like. You can go talk to him. I'm not talking to him. So Brent goes outside, and I'm and I'm texting Natalie, and I'm like, I I'm, I don't even want the car. I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm mortified. I'm embarrassed. I'm mad. I don't even want it anymore. So her and I are kind of texting back and forth, and the dealer comes back, and he's like, well, the dealer, you know, the, the credit department's, the guy's gone for the day, you know, and I'm like, that's fine. We're going to finish this up mm-hmm. tomorrow. And, you know, he's like, do you want to drive the car home? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, I just need to go. Yeah. And at this point, you know, like Tyler comes back in and like, he's trying to chit chat with me and we get in the car and like, he's trying to talk and I'm like, do not talk to me. Don't. And he keeps trying to talk to me. And that's another difference where in the past, if one of us is like, just stop. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll give them their space. We'll walk away. But he keeps going. And so I crank the radio up all the way and I've just shut down like. I'm not engaging. I'm not going because there's no point. There's no right. point in even trying to argue with him mm-hmm. and make him understand, you know. So we get home and I go to bed. It's 830. I go to bed. I have nothing to say to him, you know. So that would have been on a Thursday, I think. So Friday comes and we weren't going to be able to do this car thing till Saturday. And um, Friday night, he uh, Natalie had come over, my sister. And so the three of us are in the den and. You know, having a glass of wine, got a fire going, listening to some music, and he's talking. And there was a song on. I don't remember what it was, but like I wanted, I was trying to hear the words to it, you know. And he just keeps talking. And finally, I'm like, "Can you just stop talking? I want, I want to hear the song." Well, that really pissed him off. Which again, that's not unlike our dynamic. 
right. you know, health, like healthy Tyler, but this really pissed him off. So he got up and went to bed. I'm just, whatever. So Saturday, we're supposed to get up. I want to be to the dealer at 830 because that's when they open. So Tyler's sleeping. It's eight o'clock and I'm going, I need you to get up. Let's go. You know, and he's like, what, what are, what are we doing? Why do we have to be there so early? And I'm like, I just want to get there when they open, you know, and he's just like, I don't want anything to do with this car. You went and did this without even talking to me about it. And you just went and did this on your own. I don't want anything to do with that car. So I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like, your name is on the lease though. So you have to be there in order for us to get this car. And he's like, well, and you haven't been very nice to me. And I'm like, are you talking about me telling you to stop talking last night? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, do you remember what you said to me at the dealership? That was a long time ago. Nope, that was two days ago. I'm like, do you remember what you said to me? No, what did I say? I'm like, you told me to fuck off. No, I didn't. I didn't say that. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, you did. I do wonder what he processes, though. Like, if he honestly doesn't, like... Because it does seem like he'll he'll do something like that, and fifteen minutes later, it, it's just a completely different train of thought. You know, right. like I, I do wonder just what's going on in well, there. Well, and it's hard to know. Did he say it and not even realize he said it? Right. Did he say it and then fifteen minutes later forgot he said it? Right. And um, I'm just like, just get me through this. I just need the signature, you know, and he gets up and we're getting ready to go and we get in the car and I'm like, can we just talk about what this really is? This isn't actually about the car. This is you not being a part of this process. This is you not going to be driving this brand new car. This is you not knowing how long you're going to be around for this car. That's what this is about. And, you know, he's like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. I don't understand what you're saying. So I'm like, I I, I can't, I can't even have the conversations that we need to have with him. Frustration levels are at an all time high, like on both of your sides. Like he's frustrated because he can't remember things or he can't find his words or he doesn't understand. He can't read. You know, when he was doing that puzzle last night, he's like, well, this is the only thing I can do now because I'm stupid. Right. Say you're stupid one more time. Right. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> right. Um, and he did, you know, and I, and this is one where I'm like, I needed to get this home to him, mm-hmm. you know, and I said, you're mad because you can't drive the car. You're mad because you don't know how long you'll be here. You're mad, you know, and finally he's like, yes, yes, this is everything with my life. This that's just my life. And I'm like, yeah. And it fucking sucks. And he's like, yes, it sucks. I'm like, it does. That's all I can say about it. It fucking sucks. You know, but this is what we need to be tapping into. You know, because there's no... We don't have these conversations. Mm-hmm. One, because we fit, like physically can't. You know, that's very hard. But, you know, and, and now he loves the car. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. And I actually feel like... I was saying, I feel like that this was kind of the pinnacle where something shifted, you know, and then we had like a really good two weeks where, you know, you know, and he would even say like, I like how today went. 
you know, and I'm like, me too. I do feel like that's been a recurring theme in the past year, maybe two. Like things will just they'll bubble, 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 and then explode. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets out what they need to get out. And then things are great for mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. But now we're starting up that hill again. Yeah. We've kind of come out of that now and we're kind of headed that way back up again. So I'm, you know, that's my constant struggle. I think I say it on every podcast. Like, I have to be the one that, well, so the other thing with him talking to me, like at the dealership, I'm like, you've, you never, you've never even said you're sorry about that. And that's also not Tyler. So I don't even get, you know what? That was uncalled for. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. You know, Tyler was the one where if we were in an argument, Mm -hmm. he's texting me. I hate that we're not connected. You and I need to go do something tonight. I hate when we're mad at each other, you know, and he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just a breakdown of the relationship. It's a breakdown of the relationship of how it was. And my job and his job, but more my job, is to figure out how to build this new relationship that we're having. Well, because, okay, so we also had an um, MRI a couple weeks ago, and everything is clear. So there's been no um, change in the MRIs. And his doctor had said in the very beginning... That on the Avastin, you know, most people only last three to six months. We're in 15 months now. And his doctor had said, like, once you've reached a year, he's like, I don't know what's going to happen. I have, I don't know. Well, and here's the other thing. Tyler has defied pretty much all the odds with everything. In the very beginning, I remember when um, he went in before the surgery and they were testing to see which side, which Mm -hmm. hemisphere his speech resided. And it was in both. And mm-hmm. the doctor was so excited because he had heard about it. He'd just never seen it before, mm-hmm. you know? He's like, well, the good news is we can dig in there and get out as much as we need to. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, everything with him has been really, you know, just exceptional. Yeah. Really. And he's within this 5%. I mean, anytime they give us odds with him, it's like 5%. And he's in that. Just... <clears throat> To how his body reacted to the chemotherapy, to, you know, how he's reacting to the event. Like, so much of that, he just keeps defying these odds. And On the other hand, he's got Bell's palsy now on top of not being able to think the way he used to. And waking up with that pain for no good reason. Like, it was just one thing after another. Like, can you leave him alone, please? Right. Shingles. (laughs) Kidney stones. I know. So, you know, and his oncologist is telling us, he's like, I had a guy that it was on Avastin for four years and had to get off of it for a little while because it, it can affect your kidneys. Mm. So he said he got off of it and then he went back on it and it was nine months before he had a reoccurrence of the tumor. So you're talking like five years. So what was your, when, when you got that news from this past MRI, like what was your feeling? Um, not that excited, to be quite honest, because the idea of living this life for another five years is horrible. And Tyler, too, on the way home, and it hadn't even really registered with me, but 
we now go into these doctor appointments and it's just, we, we're just kind of like, okay, it's, you know, he'll come in. It's good. And we're both just kind of like, okay, it's not this like, yes, you know, tears of relief for, you know, and we were driving home and Tyler's like, I'm not really excited like I used to be at that news. And I thought it was a very interesting, very honest observation that he made, you know, because I'm observing it. Well, and also in the past, like within the past year, I think maybe six months ago or something, you said that he was alluding to, you know, everybody would be better off without him and blah, blah, yes. blah. And he was at that point where he kind of seemed like he wanted to check out. Right. And I feel like it was a little bit of feeling sorry for himself. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mean that in a horrible way, but I think he was just in a, he was in a place where he just felt defeated. Right. You know? And, um, and you were like, no, you know what? That's selfish and you need to be around for these kids. Mm -hmm. And so I truly feel like from that moment on, that's his only, he's like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> right. Kids, you know? Yeah. Because with, uh, yeah, yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> and that's just me being completely honest. You know, this isn't the person that I married. I knew I went into it, you know, like people will say, well, I didn't sign up for this. Well, I did. And I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't. But I could have never foreshadowed that it was going to destroy our marriage. That's, it's always something that has brought us really close together. Yeah. You know, we've always been fighters together over this. And because it's taken away his ability to speak and process, it's taken away the thing that has made us so close mm -hmm. and invincible as a couple, you know? And so, yeah, to hear that news, it's kind of like, well, I better get ready and I better figure out how the fuck to handle this because if he's going to be here for five years, it needs to be the best five years that we can make it, you know, and a lot of that weight lays on me and only because he'll say, Tyler or Sarah, you're the only person I care about who thinks of me and you're the one person that's always so frustrated with me. Like today in the car when yeah. we're going out for breakfast, I watch him speak with other people and he speaks much better with other people than he does with me because he, he said, I'm afraid of you. Mm -hmm. Just to clarify everybody, he's afraid of my reaction. I'm not patient, never have been. I'm, I'm constantly on the go. I don't have time, quote unquote, to stop and wait for you to figure out or try to interpret what you're trying to say. And that's my bad. That's what I need to be working on. Well, and the frustration level. And you, this morning, with um, we were talking about J.J. Watt mm -hmm. and how he was going to be hosting Saturday Night Live. And you were doing something else. But there, and, and this is where I know it's just gotten to a point where everyone wants to pull their hair out because... Mm -hmm you were like, what did she just say? Like you're trying to retrain his brain or something, but it's not, it doesn't do that. Right. You know? Yeah. But there's still something in you that is trying to uh -huh. break through, break through. Right. You know? Right. And it's. Well, it's futile. I mean. It's a losing battle. Yeah. 
But I keep trying. Yeah. I keep hitting my head against that brick wall. And there are a few times where I'll just agree with him or... And it actually feels really good. Because it's less stress for me, obviously. And, and, you know, it's less stress for him. Mm -hmm. The problem with that, though, is if I've agreed with something... He's got that in his head, and then if it comes up again later, and my answer something is different, he'll say, no, but you said, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's always random what he's remembering. Yeah. What he's done. So, like, with the Saturday Night Live thing, Mm -hmm. you said he's hosting Saturday Night Live, and he said, "Uh uh-huh, which typically when he does that, it means he doesn't. He's not comprehending what you said. Right. That's why I wanted to get to what, like, did you understand that? Because when I talked to you like that, you seem to not understand it. So that almost goes back to just a kind of normal, healthy couple relationship mm-hmm. where it's like, huh, other people can talk to you <laughs> and you can understand them. But when I talk to you, suddenly you can't hear me. You don't remember. <laughs> Sorry, my ears bad. <laughs> Oh, and that was his good ear, by the way, when we went to breakfast today. His right ear? His right ear is his good ear. Oh. Mm-hmm. It did seem like he was sort of selective in what he was hearing and what he wasn't. I could tell he checked out when there was a lot of background noise. Yeah. Like he was, you know, he wasn't even trying to hear what we were saying. No. <laughs> but yeah, when we but first he- sat down, I leaned over and said something to him <laughs> and he leans over and he's like, what? I can't hear you. And I look and I'm like, that's his right ear. <laughs> Next to me. That's his good ear. <laughs> huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. well, I think we can probably end on that note. I want to just say the thing about when we, last year when we went to the, it just meant, it meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. Because we've been, you know, like you guys have been together for what, 15 years mm-hmm. total? And so... I call Tyler my favorite husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're my favorite husband. And um, last year when I was home, we went for pedicures and lunch, and then we were kind of disbanding, going our separate ways, and Tyler came around to the back of the car, and he gave me a mm-hmm. hug and said, I love you. I love you like my sister. I do. Mm-hmm. And I just freaking lost it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, he's never been like a super... He's always been a hugger and, you know, whatever, but... Right. That was... That was a first. Yeah. Mm. Hit me in my heart. (laughs) So, yeah. We can wrap up on that. Yeah. Well, I love you. I love you, too. And we're gonna... um, We'll do another one. You're gonna be my guest again. Can't wait for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Try your eyes. Get ready for the next one. All right. I'd love to start a conversation with you. Please share your story with me via email, which is sarah at whenshitgetsreal.net. That's sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at whenshitgetsreal.net. Or visit my website, whenshitgetsreal.net.